Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Acts chapter 23 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. We'll then review some key takeaways and we'll end our session with a short prayer. So let's go ahead and get started. Paul looked straight at the Sanhedrin and said, My brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God in all good conscience to this day. At this, the high priest Ananias ordered those standing near Paul to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law, yet you yourself violate the law by commanding that I be struck. Those who were standing near Paul said, How dare you insult God's high priest? Paul replied, Brothers, I did not realize that he was the high priest, for it is written, Do not speak evil about the ruler of your people. Then Paul, knowing that some of them were Sadducees and that others Pharisees, called out in the Sanhedrin, My brothers, I am a Pharisee, descendant from Pharisees. I stand on trial because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. When he said this, a dispute broke out between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. The Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and that there is neither angels nor spirits, but the Pharisees believe all these things. There was a great uproar, and some of the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, stood up and argued vigorously. We find nothing wrong with this man, they said. What if a spirit of, a, of an angel has spoken to him? The dispute became so violent that the commander was afraid Paul would be torn to pieces by them. He ordered the troops to go down and take him away from them by force and bring him to the barracks. The following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take courage, as you have testified about me in Jerusalem. So you must also testify in Rome. The plot to kill Paul. The next morning some Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves with an oath not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. More than forty men were involved in this plot. They went to the chief priest and the elders and said, We have taken a solemn oath not to eat anything until we have killed Paul. Now then, you and the Sanhedrin petition the commander to bring him before you on the pretext of wanting more accurate information about this case. We are ready to kill him before he gets here. But when the son of Paul's sister heard of this plot, he went into the barracks and told Paul. Then Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the commander. He has something to tell him. So he took him to the commander. The centurion said, Paul, the prisoner, sent for me and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took the young man by the hand, drew him aside and asked, What is it you want to tell me? He said, Some Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul before the Sanhedrin tomorrow on the pretext of wanting more accurate information about him. Don't give in to them, because more than 40 men are waiting in ambush for him. They have taken an oath not to eat or drink until they have killed him. They are ready now, waiting for your consent to their request. The commander dismissed the young man with his warning. Don't tell anyone that you have reported this to me. Paul transferred to Caesarea. Then he called two of the centurion and ordered them, Get ready a detachment of 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 200 spearmen. Go to Caesarea at nine tonight. Provide horses for Paul so that he may be taken safely to Governor Felix. He wrote a letter as follows. Claudius Lysias to His Excellency Governor Felix. Greetings. This man was seized by the Jews and they were about to kill him. But I came with my troops and rescued him, for I had learned that he is a Roman citizen. I wanted to know why they were accusing him, so I brought him to the Sanhedrin. I found that the accusation had to do with questions about the law, but there was no charge against him that deserved death or imprisonment. 
When I was informed of a plot to be carried out against a man, I sent him to you at once. I also ordered his accusers to present to you their case against him. So the soldiers carrying out their orders took Paul with them during the night and brought him as far as Antipatris. The next day they let the cavalry go on with him while they returned to the barracks. When the cavalry arrived at Caesarea, they delivered the letter to the governor and handed Paul over to him. The governor read the letter and asked what province he was from. Learning that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will hear your case when your accusers get here. Then he ordered that Paul be kept under guard in Herod's palace. Now let us look at some key takeaways. First, Paul is held captive and beaten by the Roman guards at the order of Ananias, a cruel high priest. Then there are two factions in the Sanhedrin, the Sadducees, who rejected all aspects of the supernatural, miracles, angels, and the resurrection, and only believe in the Pentateuch, and the Pharisees who believe in the resurrection. The Sadducees were a small elite group composed of the priestly family, and the Pharisees were composed of the public, much larger group. Paul, realizing that he would not get a fair trial from the Sanhedrin council, took advantage of the split between these two factions and appealed to the Pharisees, as he himself was one of them. The two factions began to argue, and the guard, fearing that for Paul's life, took him and brought him into the castle for safety. There was word that the mob intended to kill Paul. Thus, he was taken away to Felix, uh, a Roman official, a governor, in order that he may kept safe until the Roman official was capable of hearing both sides of the argument. In summary, Paul is held captive by a cruel high priest who has him beaten. Paul realizes that he will not get justice from the Sanhedrin council and decides to incite a riot by pitting both factions against themselves. The guard's captain fears for Paul's life and takes him into the castle for safety. He's then transported to Felix, a Roman governor, uh, in order to await a hearing. Let us now end with a short prayer. Father God, thank you for giving us your infinite love and grace. Thank you for loving us in spite of ourselves. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on our behalf. We worship you, Lord, and we praise your holy name. God, protect us through these uncertain times and give us a double portion of your Holy Spirit. Lord, come and live inside of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Acts 23. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.